These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Surf lifesavers were urging people to think carefully before they enter the water after a teenage boy drowned off Bar Beach. The 16-year-old was jumping from rocks into the water from the headland between Susan Gilmore and Bar Beach on Sunday afternoon when he failed to resurface. He was pulled from the water by the Hunter's Westpac rescue helicopter but couldn't be revived. Surf lifesaving chief executive Stephen Pearce said activities like these can turn deadly if people aren't careful. The warning is always, you know, swimming, you know, like at patrolled locations in between the red and yellow flags. But on this particular occasion, you know, what we were asking people is really just to take time to plan and just think about your actions. And you know, as much as it's fantastic fun, you know, doing some of these activities that can end in, in tragic consequences. The future of Tomaree Lodge became the latest hot election topic for Port Stephens on Monday. Both State Labor and the New South Wales Liberal Party pledged to keep the residential centre public should they win next month's election. Port Stephens MP Kate Washington announced Labor's promise on Monday morning and said the pledge will ensure the site will stay in the hands of the community. The future of the site would be in the hands of community so that they can determine what will work best on the site. It has so many possibilities, but it must be treated respectfully and I know that the community has a number of ideas for what they'd like to see on the site. Liberal candidate Jamie Abbott said her party will also ensure public access is maintained. Residents are still being relocated from Tomaree Lodge and the site is not expected to be vacant until late 2019 or early 2020. And over this time, the Berejiklian government will consult with the community on the best use for the site. It was announced on Tuesday the organisation credited with reactivating underutilised space in the Newcastle CBD will wind up next month. Over the past 10 years, Renew Newcastle has reactivated 82 properties, allowing 264 participants to set up small business ventures. General Manager Chris Saunders said financial support from regular funding partners ended last year and they weren't able to attract enough support this year to replace what was lost. Bali 9 drug smuggler Renee Lawrence avoided jail time on Tuesday after being convicted of five charges relating to the theft of a car nearly 14 years ago. The 41-year-old was handed a 12-month community corrections order with supervision and fined a total of $1,000 in Newcastle local court for the 2005 offences. She was convicted of stealing a white Ford laser hatchback from a home at Enfield in Sydney before allegedly leading police on a pursuit and speeding on the F3 freeway at Mooney Mooney. Welcome news for conservation groups and tourism operators on Wednesday, with the state government announcing its controversial kingfish farm off the Port Stephens coast will soon come to an end. 20,000 of the predatory fish escaped from an enclosure at a Port Stephens farm last year due to poor maintenance and inexperienced staff. Marine Parks Association Chairman Frank Future said he hopes it will be the end of fish farming in the region. With some of the ferocious weather we can get in the Tasman Sea, we just made it untenable for them. So I, I just hope that DPI Fisheries that initiated the project would, for any future aquaculture projects, do a proper environmental impact Assessment. Upper Hunter residents met on Thursday morning to protest the United Wombo Coal Project. The protest took place at Singleton Civic Centre half an hour before an independent planning commission public meeting was due to begin at 10. The public meeting was 
originally scheduled for December 12 last year and residents were left frustrated when it was cancelled last minute. Hunter Communities Network convener Bev Smiles said they wanted to raise their concerns over the application for a new coal mine. The cumulative impact of the big mines that are already operating as far as air pollution, water pollution and impacts on our communities are far too great and this additional proposal is really the last straw. A community day of action against seismic testing and offshore exploration took place in Newcastle on Thursday. An all-day protest was held in the city before an organised rally took place in the afternoon. Rally-goers dressed in blue to symbolise the ocean and wrote opposition messages on two cardboard whales to be sent to the Environment Minister and her opposition counterpart. Naomi Hodgson from the Wilderness Society in Newcastle said it's an issue people feel strongly about. We think the issue of seismic testing is extremely important. People are outraged and horrified to think of our marine animals being blasted by incredibly loud sonic booms to test for oil and gas resources beneath the ocean floor. Now the effects of that can flow on through our entire community. In a huge win for Gloucester residents, the proposed Rocky Hill coal mine was this week officially blocked in court. The Land and Environment Court handed down judgment on Friday morning, dismissing Gloucester Resources' appeal to overturn the state government's rejection of the mine. Residents fought hard to stop the open-cut project, which was set to be built just 900 metres away from the residential area of Forbesdale. Groundswell Gloucester Chair Julie Lyford said the Gloucester community was ecstatic about the decision. Thank you so much to the Environment Defender's Office, David Morris and the crew and our barrister Robert White who did a fantastic job in representing our small community. Um, we raised $45,000 from our small community and surrounds to help pay for some of those costs. Uh, without the Environmental Defender's Office, um, a lot of communities like ours would be absolutely lost. A world-first beach safety initiative will see new technology installed along the shores of Lake Macquarie in an attempt to curb the growing number of drownings. Launched on Friday, the technology will provide immediate condition reports to lifeguards, monitoring wave and swell movement to provide earlier detection of dangerous conditions. Mayor Kay Fraser said the project will help local lifesavers keep swimmers safer than ever. It's all about our lifeguards who are doing a fantastic job on our beaches but this technology will help them with real-time information. So it could mean that a lifeguard will be able to find out uh, what's happening with the swell, if there's a rip in the water... And Singleton residents welcomed news on Friday. The state government will be delivering additional train services to Newcastle. Upper Hunter MP Michael Johnson announced the government is considering options for the services and planning is already underway with the Australian Rail Track Corporation to determine when the services will be able to run. Michael Johnson said the matter is becoming a reality thanks to the hard work of many. Well, after 10 years of lobbying from two more trains and uh, council and myself, we've been able to secure three more train services uh, a day between uh, Singleton and Newcastle, which will be a fantastic thing.